Hello, Acapella Radio. Welcome to another wonderful episode of Talk Acapella. It's a podcast for the acapella community where we examine the culture as well as the ins and outs of vocal music, along with the people who are working to shape it. I'm your host tonight, Brian Alexander. Man, it feels good to be speaking with you listeners out there tonight. As always, we have another set of amazing guests coming up for you tonight. And this one is just, man, they might be like one of the coolest acapella groups out there. If you're on social media, which I'm sure most of you are, you've definitely heard of this group. They've just been blowing up. They got their start back in 2015 at Towson. Originally, they were known as the Towson Trills. Since then, they've made the transition to the pro level, and now they are the Trills. So I'm being joined with members from the Trills all the way from Baltimore. We have the lineup here tonight. We have Missy Malconian. We have Catherine Marie, William DeMonka, Nick Zwolsdorf, Leroy Heisen, and Aaron Bain. How are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're doing Awesome, man. It is so great to speak with you all tonight. How's your week going? How's everything in your life? It's been a great week for the trip. Really good. Nice, nice. That's always great to hear. You know, it, it can be challenging out there, but you know, if you can find something to smile about and something to enjoy, that's always a good thing. So that's great to hear. I'm glad everything's going well for you guys. So, man, like I said earlier, it's such a pleasure to speak with you guys. You guys are one of the most talented acapella groups I've ever heard of. And a little fun fact. I, this is not the first time I've actually been exposed directly to you guys because back in, I think, 2017, was it 2016 or 2017, you guys are at the finals, the ICCA finals in New York, and I was actually in the audience for that show, and I got to see you guys, so people, when I tell you that the it, they're just as good online as they are in person, I'm not joking, so... Man, you guys. Wow. <laughs> yeah, of course. So we got so much to get into tonight. I'm going to stop talking because I want to hear from you guys. I'm going to let you guys take it away. But where I want to start is right here. We've only seen like a handful of groups make the transition from the collegiate acapella scene to the pro level. Straight No Chaser is one of the first to come to mind. When did you all hit that point where you recognized that you needed to keep this thing going? Well, I think most of us like started to get closer to graduation and there was a big conversation of what we wanted our legacy to be, what we wanted our story to be. And we realized that we had so much support, not only just for the name or not only just for the music, but for us as people. We had not only our amazing family behind us, but our campus behind us, our, our friends, random people that we've met in competition. And we realized that there was too much value to the art that we were creating, too much value to the culture that we were creating, that we couldn't let it we couldn't let it up. So we decided, you know, let's try it. Try it for one year, see what happens. And I think the results can prove that it definitely was worth it going pro. Yeah, yeah, that it definitely proves and definitely shows. A quick question because I know that at least from the Towson version, I, there are, I think of a few members that that might be that might not have carried over or not. Who's all from that original group, or is everyone from that original group here? So we started. Three of us in this group started as the original members. So it was me. Leroy and Aaron. We started and we met some other people on campus, but then, you know, through the years changing and people, you know, graduating and, you know, going on and moving to other places, we auditioned in Nick, Missy, and Will. Woo! So what was that conversation like since I got a little bit of a background in terms of making that transition? What was the conversation like when you guys were thinking about doing everything? There's any hesitancy where there's like, oh no, we just, we're going forward. Was there like, oh, but you know, I had to start the adult life and get a regular nine to five what, what were you guys feeling at that point honestly when we all started talking about going pro we were kind of all on board like instantly just like like you said we have so much to give and so much that we haven't shown just yet so i feel like we were all just 
kind of 100% in it. And yes, it is very difficult because we all do have separate lives, separate occupations and whatnot, but we're making it work. We're, we're doing it. We're doing it the best we can for sure. Nice. Can you talk to me a little bit about what some of you guys' full-time commitments are? Because I know that, at least from the trails, from what I'm seeing, posting on social, you guys put out a lot of content. You stay prepared. There's a lot going on, but I'm not sure if this is a full-time thing for all of you or there's part-time, but I know that some of you guys do have other commitments, you know, full-time jobs and stuff like that. Can you talk to me, each member, about what you do outside of the group? Yeah, so I am currently a banker. Well, about to start a new banking job. Uh, I did work in investment banking, uh, and I just... Just finished grad school actually as well so in addition oh, nice. to doing trills i do both of those what'd you okay, get your master's that's... in eric oh i got my master's in music business from berkeley college of music that was great yep and i am well now i'm a full-time teacher i've gone from restaurant management to car sales which i do not recommend and now yeah now i'm a full-time teacher in B- baltimore county okay awesome. yeah i am a part-time photographer kind of hoping to translate into full-time also doing some videography so i help out with a lot of the trills media Period. Yes. Perfect. I Perfect. am a full-time fifth grade teacher. Represent for the yeah. teachers. Nice. I am still a full-time college student. Yup. And just like Missy, I'm also a full-time student. I'm a server at a restaurant, doing classes, doing plays, all that good stuff. So we stay busy. It, it sounds like I'm listening. I'm like, how in the world do you guys have time to do what you do? But man, okay. And, and it also sounds like, man, there's so many different areas of things that can contribute to the success of the group. I heard business in there. I heard education in there. I heard, you know, artistry with the photography and things like that. It sounds like you guys are a very well-rounded group, which is which is pretty cool. I never thought Sorry. about that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it, go, it goes a long way. I know in, in the groups that I've been a part of and attached with, you know, it's always great to kind of focus in on what everyone's strengths are. And it, it's great that you guys are kind of already coming to the table with so many unique aspects and characteristics that just, like I said, contribute to everything. So that's worth noting, you know. So one of the things that I kind of want to back up just a little bit about the, the whole college experience and kind of how it transitions into the professional thing. Have you found it difficult at all to shed your former reputation as a college acapella group as you've been working to grow that Trills brand? Yes and no. So obviously there's always going to be a slight correlation, especially when it comes to just every award we have says Towson Trills, you know? But at the core of it, we had a unique sound, look, and style since we started. So it's really just where that sound, look, and style was placed and where it was amplified from. So instead of going through Towson channels, we just do everything on our own. And although professors and stuff do still know us as a Towson-based group, it wasn't very difficult to actually get away from that initial brand or box, especially because it was only four years. It's not like we did 20 years on that campus. We really did four years. And then after that, it was kind of just reinventing. And I think by now, we're probably at the stage where no one really, we every once in a while you get comments like, oh, you're from Towson, but people pretty much just know us as being here now, which is cool. Okay. Wow. So that transition, it, it seemed like it kind of went pretty smoothly. The hardest part of that transition was within the, like the college acapella community, yeah. like friends we already had, colleges we traveled to to sing with. Like it was hard for them at first to be like, wait, you're not Towson Trills anymore. You're just the Trills. And we had trouble saying that too for a while there. I think what helped us the most in all of that was that in building our brand, sometimes intentionally, sometimes not intentionally, people got to know us as people, like even like, in competition we were just called the Good Vibe Tribe. Although people knew the name Towson Trails, they also just knew us. And so if they would encounter us, like they would remember us. So if they saw us on social media, it's like, oh, I know them. They don't even look at, oh, they're missing a Towson. That must not be them. It's just they recognize us. Because we're also not a, like Aaron said, we weren't at Towson for 20 years with a bunch of alumni. We were at its core, the same group for the most, for all the years. And so 
there wasn't like an unfamiliar face for more than a year. So that helped us a lot. It's also a pro to having six people in the group. It's kind of like people know us by name, like individually. It's different than being like a college group of like 20 people. There's just yeah. so many like different like pros and cons with it. But for this, it was a pro. Yeah, yeah, that's, man, I, that's such a good point about how that can be a blessing on that. Whereas you get a lot of groups that have that longevity and 20, 30 year history, but I, man, just hearing it out loud, it really makes sense how you guys were able to make that transition. And and also just the fact that it seems like you guys did such a good job of branding while you're at Towson that people were able to recognize the musicians as individuals away from the group. Just that brand name, I guess, just Towson, which is very difficult in itself to do at the end of the day because normally, you know, you attach university to it and, you know, you get Tufts or you get Berkeley and you get all these other things. And you're just like, okay, yeah, they're fully with the school, but you guys are, everything just kind of clicked. What, what about that support? Because I know that you mentioned you, you go places and people kind of knew who you were. In the early days of the group, I guess in the pro phase of, of it all, were you guys finding that the support was easy to come across in terms of whether it be gigs or kind of getting your feet wet or anything like that? The support was actually so surprisingly huge in our start. I think it's because we started this entire thing with the goal of making friends. We wanted to do music. We loved the music part. But in competing, the first time we went to ICCAs, it was like, oh, let's just meet people. Let's just give it all we got and just meet a bunch of people and just become friends with them. And maybe we get to go to their concerts, you know, next year. And then when we went to the semifinals, then it was like, oh, but we're definitely not going to keep on going. Now let's just really just make some friends and just have a good time. That's when the Good Vibe Tribe was birthed out of that semifinals. And then we won that. And so it was good because people didn't see us as like, oh, there's that group that just came out of nowhere and won. It was like, oh, there's that group that I saw at quarterfinals. Oh, we're friends now. Oh, I'm so happy for them. They won. It was a relationship that we built before our actual, I guess, popularity or just musical reputation was built. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. That makes sense. So just in just listening to y'all speak and just for our listeners out there, I can see them and you can't see them, but you can hear them, of course. But you just, you just feel like such a tight knit group. You look like it. You feel very comfortable with each other. And I'm guessing that you spend quite a bit of time together. So so I'm curious, how do you all like manage rehearsals? How do you manage the creating the content and just generally just being near each other in light of COVID with everything going on? I know that's a big thing. A lot of groups had to kind of take a hiatus. Some of them have just really changed up operations. But, you know, how do you guys do it? And it also looks like a lot of your social media videos are filmed in the same location. Am I Follow-up question with that is, do you all live together? So there's a lot. <laughs> I know that was a loaded question. I, I, can, I can tackle that one, I think. So let I me mean, make sure I understand the question. So it's really, how are we wrangling COVID as a newly approached professional group? Is that kind of... Exactly. Yep. That's the gist of it. I think the best way I describe it is a calculated risk. There's obviously going to be like pros and cons with staying together and staying separate. I know, for example, other groups as like Six Appeal, they have their own little bubbles, they called it, of people that they know are COVID-free and just good to make music. How I like to say is we took a leap hoping that putting in these extra hours in these extra few months of just practice would be what we needed to really go from having zero professional network to having a professional network and fans. Because really when you're in college, you don't have fans, you have friends. You don't have fans. Unless yes, you're like fine. the Nor'easters or Pitch Slapped or one of those other conglomerate based groups, really, because of their longevity and size. So really it was all about, we need to do this to go to the next level. And if we don't, we're going to stay exactly where we were. That being said, we were smart about it. For example, I actually had COVID myself. I got it for two weeks. So during that entire period, I couldn't be around the group. We did Zoom rehearsals. We learned that we don't like rehearsing online. So, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> so we definitely learned that that's not our forte. That's definitely not our thing. And that's part of the reason 
one of the reasons that led us to rehearsing in person and creating content in person. And I think the second part of your question was how do we manage it with our daily lives? A lot of hours, and I know this sounds stupid and might be a little cheesy, but for example, most of us work a typical nine to five or some sort of other job or full-time school. So it's really, you do your job and then you flip on your relax hat and then you flip on your trills hat or whatever you have to do. For example, I know I'm actually, I was out of work these last couple months after I left my recent job. So it's been a lot of waking up, doing work for trills, applying to jobs. It's just, We've gotten so used to interweaving it. Interweaving. Interweaving, interweaving, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <clears throat> Speaking's not my thing. I'm a beatboxer for a reason. Um, so interweaving trills into our daily lives. And that's it's how I like to say is the more you think about something, the more successful you're going to be in doing that thing. So really just raising our awareness and our lifestyle to fit around succeeding with this group yeah. we also have, we also have like two days of the week just booked off we rehearse every monday and thursday that's kind of at okay. least for me that is that's trills day you know what i mean so every other day i can do dedicated to like work rehearsal class but if it's monday or thursday i'm in trills mode i'm rehearsing we're all rehearsing we're all doing our things making music etc <laughs> yeah twice a week baby <laughs> so it sounds like you guys have kind of recognized the and understood how things should be balanced in terms of your normal lives and with the group at the end of the day, which is, it's very challenging even in college. And I, I know the, uh, who was it? Is it Missy? You're the one that's in college? Uh, or? Yes. Me and Nick are still in college. Okay. Missy and Nick are still in college. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, at that point, I'm like, I'm thinking back to my collegiate days and man, there was so much going on, even in the midst of acapella, you know, you have classes, you have, you know, extracurriculars. And if you work part-time and things like that, and now you carry that over with the people who are also having a professional experience and man it's just it's amazing that you guys are able just to balance everything the way that you are for some of the i guess the the newer ish people of the group has that been a struggle at all trying to incorporate acapella into your life with everything else going on i am the baby i'm the newest even though i've been in for two and a half years she's not a baby anymore (laughs) oh okay yeah yeah you're a veteran at that point i joined when i was a freshman in college i was like two months deep in my college experience and aaron kathy Catherine, Leroy, and Will were all seniors. And I think it was my final callback. They were like, hey, do you like Towson? Because we're staying in the area and we're going to do this. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then, so ever since then, I was kind of down with the idea of going pro. And obviously it turned out very well for all of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like I said, every Monday and Thursday, it's trills. Whatever, I'm doing whatever, but Monday and Thursday... We're making TikToks or rehearsing. And it's Monday and Thursday. I need you to like come give a speech to like all the people who I've been in groups with who were just like, I can't find the time for the groups and stuff. And you were like committed. I'll just, so, like, block I'll just remind them the days of the week. In terms of the second part of the question, because earlier I asked like probably the world's longest question. There was a second part to this and that I noticed that a lot of your videos are kind of filmed in the same location. Is that like a central hub for you guys? Is that someone's house or what's that situation? That's the Trill's house, as we call it. That's just kind of oh, where okay. we all reside. In terms of COVID, we all keep safe. Like if someone's not feeling well, we'll make sure we're distancing and like let each other know. Another. But this is where we do everything. This is where yeah. the magic happens. Half of oh, us sure. have lived here at some point in time. So <laughs> it's okay. just, yes, how it is. So it just says trills on the lease, probably. <laughs> it might as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> so let me let me ask this question in regards to the pandemic because I know that a lot of people have used the pandemic to just really complete projects or you know get them around to doing those things that they kind of put off forever. So as much as it's there's been a lot of negative consequences of the pandemic, a lot of health related issues, things like that. I think that there are a few things that have been positive about it in terms of like I was saying that people have just found the time to get around to those things that they've been needing to. For you guys, have are there any benefits that the pandemic has afforded? you as a group oh absolutely yeah Yeah. and not to put lightly on obviously all of the hardships that a lot of people are enduring during this time but it's been a blessing to be able to have a silver lining in all of this where i mean our social media has skyrocketed because of the time that we have there's barely any live performances that we're doing so when we're rehearsing we're not like oh we have a gig next week oh we have a gig the next week and so we're preparing for that it's just hey what songs the tiktok want us to do let's arrange that song let's sing that song let's do that song and this that's kind of how it's been and like there's been a lot of time to also just think about what we want to do and where we want to go and changing things around so this pandemic has just given us a lot of space and time to think and then execute Okay. Wow. Is there a particular, I want to be careful asking this because I definitely want to talk about these projects later on, but is there any project that comes to mind when you think about the time that you've had in the pandemic just to work on that you're like, man, that's that's kind of been my pride and joy over the last year or so. Well, you can check out Dark Horse on YouTube, okay. Spotify. Oh, you yeah, say. We've, we've done a lot. But we actually yeah. like actually made a like a music video in water with crazy costumes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to we're going to get to that for sure. Oh, I got yeah. some questions, <laughs> I've got some was, questions yeah. about that video for that sure. That was our baby um, for a while. Was it? Yeah. Man, because I, I just kept looking at the dates for, you know, like YouTube and other stuff and I'm like, man, they they were busy in 2020. But we're going to get to that. But before we get to that, it's a good thing that you brought up social media because, man, the trills, like you guys have such a solid grasp on the like the social media game. It's ridiculous. Like thousands of followers on Facebook, IG and YouTube and over a million followers on TikTok, which is just ridiculous. What have been your experiences with getting the online community to just like fall in love with not only acapella music, but you as a group? Yeah, so it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of my thing. Getting people to fall in love with acapella without getting them to fall in love with acapella is, is the yeah. easiest way to say it. Acapella, for lack of better terms, doesn't have the best rep globally. It's a great art form, and I love it. Like, it's one of my favorite art forms, but oh, yeah. across the world, people know it as the Tufts Beelzebubs. They know it as the sing-off. They know it as pentatonics, and that's about it. Like, they know it as a very core niche of stuff and sound. And so really serving acapella in a more digestible, more viral, and more just approachable way is how we've been really approaching our media. We we jump on trends. We don't do a song just because it'll be the best ICCA song. We do it because it's a great song that's out now and we want to do it. So it's really just stop thinking of it like a college acapella group and think of it like a band. And that's the best way I can say about our social media doing well. And our social media has really kind of mirrored what we do during ICCA where we're not doing it like to be flashy or anything. It's like our vibes and this, the way we act and the way we present ourselves is what kind of draws people in. Where we kind of like, yeah, we're doing music, but we're also fun. Or like, yeah, we're doing music, but we also yeah. enjoy what we're doing, things like that. And kind of like capitalizing on the fact that we're not just a strict acapella group. We like live life. We love how, we love how we live our lives. And we yeah. actually like each other too, which is really <laughs> we love That's each a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so worried if you guys are like, oh no, I just hate these guys. But we sing together. You know, they're good singers though. We're just really good actors. (laughs) 
<laughs> but William, I think that's a great point that you brought up about the different levels of just the group, because I, I feel so much personality when I'm watching your videos and stuff, because like you said, it's not just about, and as well as Aaron, it's not just about the acapella music at the end of the day. And I think that's kind of the, the mind and the, the headspace the groups get into is just like, okay, well, what acapella thing can I do since I'm an acapella group? And you guys, I'm, I'm watching your videos and you're, you know, running out the bathroom and yeah, you'll do the, okay, do a cover song real quick. And then there's other times when you guys are just, just kind of having fun and just like doing something silly and things like that. And like I said, I think that there's so much personality that comes out. And I think this is a great tool. And I know we talked about, we're going to get to advice later, but I think there's a great point to ask some advice because you guys are killing it. What are some, some important things that musicians should keep in mind when they're like creating social content, whether it be those short covers or just funny antics? A while, we tried so hard to make our group a brand that people see and they're like, oh yeah, that's the Trills vibe. And we tried so hard. And then finally something clicked where we realized like you genuinely have to be yourself and people like can tell when you're being authentic and real and they love that. So like as a musician, like if you're putting out a cover, don't try to like fake a vibe that you don't have. Like be yourself. You can easily tell that I'm the girly girl and that Missy's like just this rock star I don't even know, like really Eilish over here. Like you can just, you can sense our different vibes, but for a while we were trying to hide it. And like, I just think it's not like, I don't know. You're so successful when you're yourself. Cause the thing is like, you can have, we can have competition with other groups or other musicians and people will say, oh, they sound better. They're cooler. They have a better bass or whatever. But I can't think of any other group or band or acapella group that you can say is more authentic than we are. And of course, I can be biased about that, but even <laughs> just from any feedback we get from, from anybody else, it's like, wow, they're just so authentic. I don't really care how they sound, even though a lot of people do and we're grateful for that. But the first thing that they notice is just us and our personality and how welcoming and just loving we are. And not just say like, oh, we're the most loving people, but we are we're authentic. Even if we're not being super lovey, we're being authentic. Uh, so I think that's where we are separated from the others. We're genuine and authentic, just like Catherine was saying. Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the, I'm glad that you focused on that because I think that's the big thing with so many different influencers and so many people with pages online and social media. It's so easy to just pick out, oh, that's fake. You know, that person is really just trying to force that content at the end of the day. And like you said, I'm like, there's something so naturally authentic in the way that you guys do it that it just, it just, like I said, it feels comfortable. It feels like, man, I just gotta, I gotta keep watching because I, I gotta see what they're gonna do next. And, and on that note, unfortunately, we do have to take our first commercial break. But man, I've been having such a fun time speaking with the trails out of Baltimore. Um, so you definitely wanna come back and continue listening with us right here on Talk Apollo. Every week for an hour, we hand over the keys to the station to wait is that right the listeners it's true you our listeners can choose what we play for our requests and dedications hour you can catch it every thursday at 9 p.m in the east 6 p.m pacific and then again on sundays at 5 a.m and 5 p.m east 2 a.m and 2 p.m in the west it's a chance for you to head to our website pick some tunes that you want to request or make a dedication we'll play them right here on our air acapella that's right you've been listening to the sweet vocal stylings of the trills out of baltimore maryland i've been speaking with missy Catherine, william nick leroy and aaron and man are they so talented man i love when we get like these really creative intros into our second part of the show and i think that one tops anything we've 
probably had in quite a long time. So thank oh, you oh, so much for that. Stop it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been speaking about the group, just getting to know them, getting to know their journey, just really just seeing how they've been killing the acapella game as well as social media game, which is something we were talking about right before we took that first break. And just to kind of cap off social media before we move on to another topic, I did have one last question because with social media, man, I feel like there's this urgency just to always constantly push out content, you know, just do some some different posts every day, every two days. And, you know, that can get tiring. It can get daunting at times. And for the trails, I'm curious, is there any pressure for you all to regularly push out content? And from an artistic standpoint, are you putting out the content in the way that you'd like for it to come out? Mm, great question. Mm, that's a really good question. So, yes, I love our content. Well, maybe I'm the only one, but I think we're I think we're doing a great job. I love the content as well. You're not the only one. But when it comes to planning out content and, you know, figuring out how many times we should post or what we should post, we actually have like a trills planner and we plan out our aesthetic for the month and we plan out exactly what videos are going to be posted on what social media and we take the pictures a month in advance and we start, you know, planning all the videos about a month in advance and then we'll pretty much have an entire month's worth of con- worth of content a whole month before it's ready to be posted but it takes a lot of planning like we have a whole social media team that sits down and just will draft for hours and hours like how it should look and what it what should be posted what's trending at the time and a lot of times we have to scrap things last minute because you know trends die so fast yeah. So like by the time yeah. we get to one, it's like, oh, just kidding. Moving mm-hmm. on. So you guys are literally just staying on top of, you know, what's out there in the news constantly. What are the big things happening on Twitter? And just like, okay, what can we do to make a video about this or make a post or something? Each of us individually are always on TikTok regardless. And so we're always okay, like, oh, okay. we saw this. We saw that. She mentioned our social media team. You really need to know that Will, Nick, and Catherine are like the monsters of social media and yeah. marketing period so it's, it's not like we have this separate team they've been killing it so anything that you're seeing online our social media they're doing it any planning it's all Catherine. Mm-hmm. and so because as we mentioned earlier like we're so committed to the group and to the group's success and you mentioned like how tight-knit we are like we are such a family not because we're always so happy-go-lucky we're a family because we go through things together and because of all the things that we've been through together we're so committed so when we need to do something or make something happen we make it happen and we have people in our groups like you mentioned earlier people with different skill sets and and goals and gifts that it makes it work because we have Catherine who's an amazing planner we have Will who's an amazing photographer and editor and we have Nick who has a crazy eye and like me as a music director I'm able to arrange things and and make things sound the way they do and so like all the different things that we have together as a group make our social media what it is yeah so you guys are always just dialed in on the same wavelength when it comes to these things it's just what it feels like to me we're not always on the same same wavelength that's the thing but because we're such a family Mm -hmm. we we love each other enough to say we need to get on the same wavelength and figure out what we need to do and that's why because we understand we trust each other enough even if we might not agree on every single thing we trust each other's Mm -hmm. gifts and skill sets where we're like we know that you're going to make the right decision and so that's how things move as smoothly as at least that they seem to do. Yeah. 
it, it definitely seems that way from an external standpoint. And man, it, you guys are, like I said, it's just incredible that you guys can have that, that realness about it, the whole experience and the way that you interact with each other because it's not the case for everyone. So like I said, kudos and kudos to the social team. I, I did have a random question with that. So because you guys are all online, who would you say is the person that's on social media the most in the group? For trills or for like personal social media? Because those are different people. Oh, okay. I need to hear both sides of that in that case then oh, for trills and then for the personal for trills i think probably will probably will replying to comments dming stories. people stories yeah. everything unless you count discord <laughs> yeah, we have a discord will's rocking that personal nick he's a diva <laughs> i'm on every single app except for like really? the like kind of obscure ones we need to get on triller anyway no, i was going to say if the trills aren't on triller that something right. seems <laughs> off about that no, should they should sponsor us <laughs> That I, that was just from my own personal knowledge. I was just curious about that. I, I love learning about that. That's really cool. Okay, so the first part of the show, we kind of alluded to some of the video stuff. And I, I think it's time we get to the video stuff because I, I want our listeners just to hear what you guys have been putting out in 2020 and 2021 and maybe even some things that's to come. So let's take a second to talk about the videos. So for starters, Dark Horse. Wow. I feel like I've seen that video like all over social media, which is impressive from a marketing standpoint. I work in marketing and I can't tell you how often I've seen that, which is just a great job from what you guys are doing. But more importantly, the costumes and location, my goodness. Man, I've never seen anything like quite like it. It just felt like something out of Aquaman, if I'm being honest. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, so surreal. Awesome. So first question, where was this shot at? The Chesapeake Bay. It was okay. in the Chesapeake Bay. And how far is that from where you guys are currently located? And and we didn't get to this. I know that you guys are from Baltimore, Maryland. Are there different like subdivisions in Baltimore, different communities, or is it just Baltimore? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. We started in Towson, like, well, obviously Towson University. And some of us just live in different parts, but we're all within 30, 30, 45 minutes from each other. Actually, okay. yeah, mostly 30. Yeah. 30 minutes. Okay. So Chesapeake Bay. And then what was it like filming in water? I've seen some choirs kind of do it a little bit, but I've never seen it done quite the way that you guys did that. So what were y'all experiences like and who came up with that idea to like we should do dark horse in like the chesapeake bay wow <laughs> so when we were recording dark horse we just kind of had this like theme in our head it was, i don't really even know how exactly how to describe it it was kind of just like yeah like you said like like a vision yeah a vision of like aquaman but also just Side just guys. so i don't want to say fierce but fierce that's a good way to put it yeah it was fun to record in the water i enjoyed it a lot Anybody else? It was definitely so, a process because the makeup took a oh lot of time. God. And Catherine was the like queen yeah. of makeup and the makeup would take like three to four hours to get everybody done. And then it was like, okay, we have to go now because we can't let the sun go down. Mm. So then that was the whole process. <laughs> and we actually ended up doing two different days. We had to do two days because it was sunlight. just, oh, it, we ran out of sunlight oh. and that makeup, Ooh, girl. So, Ooh, way better than second AVA day. judges, if you hear that, the makeup was uh, tough to put on, you know, so if wink, wink, you want to... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nominated. We're nominated, so, you know, if you want to... <laughs> so, so you said Catherine was responsible for doing everyone's makeup? Oh, 
Yeah. My gosh. Wow. Okay. Skills. So William, talk to me about that that process in terms of creating that the video space for the group. What's what's it like for you as the, the video person? It's pretty cool. What we do is we kind of put everyone's ideas together. So like Nick had the idea of like the siren theme and mm-hmm. Catherine had the ideas of how the costume should be and how the makeup should be. And I was just kind of like, okay, let's see how we can make it work. Kind of put everyone's ideas together, kind of make it a cohesive unit. A lot of it was just multiple takes and just like whatever flowed the best with the arrangement is kind of what we would go for. And this man is like in deep water with his super expensive cameras. And we're all like, well, you, you sure you should be going out that far? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, we're good. We're good. I would have been so nervous about that. Man, I Splash the camera, splash the camera. We're like, no, no. He's sitting there with like a towel over his shoulder. He's like, it was a lot more like windy than it looks in the video. Like the waves were okay. not small. They were hitting my shoulder. As a 6'2 person, yeah, they were hitting my shoulder. So they weren't bad. they weren't small waves by any, <laughs> any means. Oh my God. How, how many takes are we talking? I know you guys said two days worth, but like how many takes do you think it, it took? Probably like four per person. Yeah. Not more, yeah. Wow. Well, it, it, it paid off because, like I said, I've, I've never seen an acapella group do this, but I've never seen a band in general make fish wearing fishnets look good. Hey, props to the group. You guys know what you're doing there. So, wow, okay. Like I said, impressed, love Dark Horse. Let, let's talk about another project, Break Free. I think that we kind of get a little bit of a contrast. So, Dark Horse, and then we go to Break Free. With Break Free, it's a bit more intimate, yet it still has that energized offering from the trills. So, question, what's the group's preference when it comes to creating music videos? Do you guys like more of the active scenic stylings like we saw in Dark Horse or is it or do you vibe more with the up close and personal jamming together in a room? Hmm. I think we had to do both to figure it out. Yeah Yeah, I think we still are figuring out where we excel the most. I personally I'll speak for myself I enjoy the scenic video and everything. Now, of course, that takes a lot more time and money mm-hmm. and effort, and it's about <laughs> prioritizing. But as far as just pure enjoyment, I would have mm-hmm. to say the more scenic type of video. Okay. What about what about other people? Do you feel the same way? I like the up close and personal videos, but like occasionally a fun scenic one. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have that contrast in there. But like, I do enjoy just looking at them and singing. Like, I just feel like it's so genuine, and it comes off as like a good time. Yeah, I think especially during. COVID times, we don't get to perform anymore. And so I think we all yeah. miss looking at each other and feeling that connection and being able mm-hmm. to sing that. So putting that in front of a camera, <laughs> it's a really good feeling to try to get that performance feeling again. Yeah, I get what you mean. So Missy, Missy had the solo on that one, correct? Yes. So with Missy's solo, viewers were treated to an electric and raw display of power vocals. I think that's the best way I can kind of describe that. Because it was was just, it was killer. What was it like for you? And what was it like recording that track for the video and trying to do justice to an Ariadne Grande track, which you did, and then simultaneously creating the music that has that authentic trills feel? Because we were talking about authenticity from the trills. So, you know, what was it like doing Ariana Grande and then adding that authentic trills feel to it? Great question. When we first came up with the idea of doing Break Free, obviously Ariana Grande, big, big pop star, big deal. So I was like shaking in my boots. I was like, oh man, ah geez. It was, I think it was officially a year before that I had my first ever Trill solo in general. And so it was fast forward a year, an Ariana Grande song, are you kidding? And then Leroy is the music director and he's like, okay, I wanna do this modulation. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh geez. <laughs> but once, our favorite thing to do with songs is we say trillify them. So Ooh, we take okay. a song, 
that's popular and we make it into something that's our own, which I feel like is kind of our brand in general. And so it's very easy to sing a song when you have people with you that are like, get it, girl, do it, girl, you got it, girl. And then we have our own sound in general that I think, I don't know, it just, there are no words. It's a whole support system in itself, but definitely shook in my boots at first, but now I think it's my favorite song we perform. It's energy-based, it's super fun, and I think we all have a lot of fun with it. And creating that music video was a great time because once again, we got to perform for kind of each other and just feel that support from each other the whole video you can say she really broke free Ah, i see what you did there (laughs) and i Um, really think that song was also a well another pun but was a really big breakthrough for us too because i remember so when i when i first arranged like the original version of that song that that we were going to do it was like solid it it was good like we had the energy there and we all listened to it and it was great and i remember i think i was driving with nick in the car and he was like we need a modulation and i was like do we need a modulation he's like we need a modulation and i'm like i don't think we need a modulation he's like we need a modulation but of course he's nick and so he's like but you got it i trust you and that's like the thing with our group like we trust each other but also i couldn't not try it so i get back into my studio and i'm arranging and i'm figuring out how to make it work and then i'm when i'm doing arrangements i'm singing everyone's parts like recording them so i can hear how they sound sonically and i get to that modulation and i'm realizing like missy has this solo and she has to do something crazy here and it's like all right She's doing this. Once I hear what she will be doing and I hear Missy's voice in that, then I'm now saying we have to do a modulation. Like, we need that modulation. So then we bring it to Missy and Missy's like, I'm not doing that modulation. (laughs) And now me and Nick are like, we're doing this modulation. And so we're working it, we're working it. And then it's like, I can do the modulations, but I'm not belting that modulation. And then once we actually get into that studio and we're just like in in my booth and, and we're still talking about this modulation, still working at everyone's mostly recorded their things, Missy gets in there and she sings the modulation and I'm just frozen because it was like the first time that she really really belted that modulation and sang it to I mean what you hear in the record and it just blows minds because I think that was the first one of the first time that we've done a song like that where it's been that energetic and just had that much power but also seeing Missy shine through that too and it might not be anyone else's favorite part but every time we get to that moment I remember the moment in the studio when Missy hits that modulation, it's just like, ah, yeah, that was the moment that I really knew that we had even more to do for Trills. Like, there was so much more that we can do in the group. She's about to start crying. Well, I'm doing that back here. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I can see, like, getting emotional back there a little bit. But I, I get so much what you're saying, Leroy, because for me, I, I love modulations. And I, I feel like that's the go-to in acapella. If you, if you if you want that big moment, just go on and add a modulation. We know what you're going to do. It. <laughs> it feels right. It sounds right most of the time and in this case it was it was the big moment it was great i'm curious about the rest of you guys just hearing leroy talk about the the video and the arrangement and things like that i guess what were some highlights for you about that video just and maybe even just watching it back seeing it for the first time what were some feelings that were going through your mind as you watched maybe this new thing that you guys are attempting as a group yeah i mean i i loved it i mean my drum part for break free is one of my harder ones as, as far as like the specific techniques and patterns I do in that are a little bit harder to do while getting dumped on by water. So it was definitely a little bit easier to do while sitting and relaxing, just jamming versus like, I'd be, I'd definitely be clearly invisibly stressed out if I was like out in the middle of a field or something trying to do those kind of drum parts. So I, for me, it was a really cool experience just being able to do that. Awesome. 
So, and please elaborate on this for me because we've been talking a lot about brand and I'm curious, but it, it feels like when I watch a lot of your videos, I think a big part of what you guys do so well is that energy aspect of a song, which is you can't fake energy at the end of the day. Either you have it or you need more of it. And I feel like when I'm watching your videos, whether it be we're talking about Break Free and we're talking about Dark Horse, there's energy, but there's energy in different ways. But I feel like that's a big part of you all's brand. Would you say that that's kind of the staple of the group? Or would you say that there's something else that really makes you uh, uniquely the trills? I don't know what makes us uniquely the trills. Like one single thing. What, what are a couple things then from the, you know, from all of you? What, what do you feel that makes you worth watching at the end of the day? Because like I said, it's so easy to be attached to what you guys put out. From your own perspective, what what do you love about what you're able to do that maybe you wouldn't get with another group? I think it's the mix of our uniqueness. And I mean, individually, individual members. We all have a very unique sound. Like if you hear Nick sing a song on his own, like he has a very special and intimate just beautiful tone that's just like you can hear him sing a song for hours and me i have a very different song I'm, I'm obviously the bass but when you put each of our individual sounds together it just makes a trill sound and i, I don't know how else to explain it then it's just that's what our sound is because i could say like our energy or we you know have good dynamics but a lot of a lot of people have that there's a lot of great groups that have good musical qualities and so we're, we're not exactly super unique in that end but because we are so uniquely us and we stick to what we are we don't try to bend to whatever other people are sounding like or whatever types of cool arrangement things some people are doing of course we have influences when we get influenced by different songs and groups but we're we know ourselves so well that we're consistent so no matter what we're putting out even if it's, a, if it's a slow ballad or dark horse or break free or you say or carol the bells you still hear it and you hear the trills missy mentioned her word that we use trillify and we just try to take whatever songs we're doing whether it's a lauren daigle song or an ariana grande song we're still trillifying it so that it has a piece of us in each different arrangement each different performance I love it. And I love that way that you said uh, consistency, because like I said, it, it causes people to want to keep coming back. I think it's part of it is knowing what we're good at and knowing what we're not good at. We're realistic, you know, like we don't try musical things that aren't within our means. I mean, we obviously stretch the boundaries in what we can do, but we are not going to try to sing notes that are way out of our ranges or just attempt things that just are going to hurt us more than help us. I mean, because and then just with Leroy knowing all of our individual voices through sheer trial and error at this point, it's just it's, we're able to create and it's really like an amalgamation of of sound that's just kind of created from nothing and i think that's the easiest way to put it is we had nothing we tried so many different things that we figured out what we love and what works for us and we just do it every time now i was just gonna say that we get really excited to sing with each other too we have moments in rehearsal where we're, we'll just have a chord lock and all of us will just look mm. at each other and be like oh yeah i mean every single time you hear in a song Catherine and i sing together we are <laughs> so excited we like like, like <laughs> we love those moments and it's those moments that really bring us that clarification too. I, I love that. I, I love how connected you guys are. That's awesome. What's in the pipeline for 2021? What are some goals? What are something that you guys are working toward? What are projects that you have in mind or that you want to want to attempt? Well, I'll say my goal has already been surpassed for the most part in this February. So like a goal yeah. I just had in my head, like this, this year has just been so good. I mean, this past two years have been so good to us, but it's we kind had of... a huge goal of wanting to break a million on TikTok and in 2021. <laughs> And very quickly, we were able to reach that goal. So we kind of had to sit down and make new goals, honestly. Now it's time for Instagram. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but even Instagram, yeah. I feel like we had a goal of reaching 5,000 by the end of 2020. We're, we're, at... we're almost at 20,000 now. We're 18 something. We're 18. Man, you guys are going to have to pace yourself, man. It's only two <laughs> months in the year. I mean, I think we're learning really fast that, yes, like we want to set goals because it gives us the determination and the motivation to do things. But we're learning that whatever goals that we are setting for ourselves because we're working so hard for them we're continuously surpassing them um and it's not it's honestly i don't know how like i don't know what's happening i'll say god <laughs> but like like there's just so many miracles that we've seen in our group that we don't know what's going to happen in 2021 like we hope to right. you know get a lot more like professional development professional help to hopefully begin to tour you know that's a big hope for us to be able to put out albums and everything but like right now we're just taking it every day at a time and being impressed by just what's happening every single day we definitely did not see our, ourselves hitting a million nowhere near to right now but it, we're here and so it's not about like we're super surprised or super happy about it and now it's like all right let's keep working see what we can do next wow I, I just love how humble you guys are you guys are so talented and incredible and still yet so humble in the midst of everything man this is going to be a great year for you guys i can feel it on that note we are going to take one more quick commercial break but don't go anywhere because we have some rapid fire questions coming up for the trills and you will not want to miss this and we're going to come right back on Talkapella. Want to learn from the best? You should check out Acapella Masterclass, where professionals at the top of their field show you how they became the best and how you can too. Learn from award-winning experts like Kristen Dennehy, Lisa Forgish, Trin Friss-Rounsfeld, Aaron Jensen, Blake Lewis, and more. We discuss topics like arranging, barbershop, beatboxing, composition, looping, social change, and things of the like. Go to acapellamasterclass.com to learn all the details. Acaville, helping you be the best acapella musician you can be. And we're back on Talkapella. We've been speaking with the Trills out of Baltimore, Maryland. They are a six-person acapella group, and man, they are extremely talented. They've done some incredible videos, some incredible projects that you should check out, and you can go look at all of their amazing content right now on social media, which we had a wonderful conversation about social media and maybe even some tips that you picked up on from them. So, man, thank you guys so much. And as always, we like to have a lot of fun on the show, which is why our next segment is probably one of the most fun things you can do, and that is answer some rapid fire questions. And so we have 10 questions for the members of the trail. So I asked this one question before we start. Are you all ready? Yes, yes sir. <laughs> all right, here we go. Question number one, what is your favorite non-acapella activity? Eating. Sleeping. Video gaming. Napping. Kind of close. Same yeah. thing. Awesome. I guess. <laughs> Who is the biggest jokester in the group? Nick. That's tough. Ooh, Nick. 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 Will. Will. Nick. Well, All right, I'll take it. Never that. <laughs> All right, it seems like a consensus there. All right, what is the most overrated TV show or movie? Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Ooh. I would say The Bachelor, but I don't want people to hate me. I hate you. You <laughs> <laughs> know who's going to really hate, like, everyone's going to hate me with this? Black Panther. What? Oh. what? I, I just hear. I cannot agree. He's like, how do I end this interview? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a nice uh, interview. So that's it, folks. Uh, I, I need some clarification on that, actually. Oh, I think that, oh man, people say that it's the best Marvel movie. 
And I think other than, of course, just the connection that I love and feel with it. And of course, Black Panther's awesome. But I think script wise, I think, uh, yeah, script wise and plot wise, they could have done a lot better com- compared to other other Marvel movies. I think it's the best Marvel movie. So this is a little awkward right now. <laughs> I'm feeling some tension. <laughs> Okay, so this is just more of a Leroy's opinion. There's not a consensus. No, no, no absolutely consensus. not. Absolutely not. Okay, interesting. You, you know what? D- judgment-free zone. Everyone has their opinion, so okay. We're I, also I can, currently taking understand. auditions for a new base. Do <laughs> 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 you know of anyone? <laughs> All right, what about the rest of you guys? Uh, what's another TV show or movie that's overrated? I don't even watch TV. I would say that... Oh, the Masked Singer. I don't like it. Oh, it's so <laughs> bad. Oh, I don't like it at all. It's not entertaining. What is what is with all this blasphemy today? My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you really? just all not vote for the person you want to see? Whoa. Yeah. Right? Like, a, if you if you want to see that person, oh, I'm just not going to vote But, like, for is it crazy that, like, when they get a mask, I'm like, okay, but who is that? That, that <laughs> happens. I'm with you. All right. Wow. I didn't know that was going to be such a controversial question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all, it's all good. All right, next question. I'm picking up on that for sure. What is the best pizza topping? Pineapple. Pineapple. Chicken. Best pizza hot? Bacon. Nothing. Cheese. Double cheese. I'm a unpopular opinion. Black olives. There we go. <laughs> I'm also looking for a new alto. <laughs> all right, but she also eats arugula by itself for fun. So. Oh, I love every what? type of lettuce. She's a weird. Okay, yeah, you guys are very unique. I love it. <laughs> Oh, girl. The truth. And our um, personality shine through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving it. All right. Name a band or artist you do anything to see perform live. What? See ya. Hey, big facts, though. See ya. Rihanna again, please. Sometime soon. Um, Tori Kelly. Oh. Uh, Jacob Collier. Oh, I'm going to hop on that one. Snarky <laughs> Puppy. Good answers all around. All right. What is your favorite Trills song? Oh, gosh. Oh. Mine's Wish You Well. For my part solely. Mine's one coming out that I'm not going to say. Also going to say wish you well for my part. <laughs> I think the rhythm session part and that's just really fun. Break free. Mine, well, mine's a tie between break free and SOS for sure. I like you say. Lauren Daigle. You I love say. it. I love it. Yeah. We're getting sleepy over here. Awesome. And I think we heard a little bit of a teaser in there. So something's on the horizon here. All right. Great. All right. This is uh, the, the big question we ask every show. Cats or dogs? Dogs. 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 Cats. Dogs. What? What? <laughs> I can appreciate a good cat, but I'm a dog person all the way. You know what I mean? I'm allergic mm. to, to cats. cats yeah. to, to clarify, to cats. <laughs> to cats. She's I, allergic to me because I like I like cats, my so. marriage, so I'm going to say dogs. <laughs> what? My wife hates cats with a passion. Oh, good answer. So a lot of dogs, a few cats, and then I heard, I heard her both in there. I think what I heard. Awesome. All right. What is the last thing that made you laugh uncontrollably? BuzzFeed Unsolved Mysteries last night. It's a hilarious show. Mine was Nick choking on water probably like <laughs> two hours ago. That, oh, good. Oh, goodness. Mine was, there's a TikTok where it's this, it's this like bodybuilder. They're like flexing and it's like an arm thing and it throws the guy across the screen when they like flex or like yes. you put an arm over. <laughs> I saw the first one and the guy dented the wall or like put a hole in the wall. Oh, and no. I just... <laughs> Is that, that the video girl? was ridiculous. Yeah, the girl yeah. Like, threw some guy yeah. like, in the duets and it broke like literally the whole wall. Yeah, I, I love that. That one too. <laughs> Mine is 
because oh. sometimes I play songs that are the trills sing for my students, and I played You Say for them one time, and my one kid unmutes, and he goes, oh my god, that guy's the most auto-tuned voice I've ever heard. <gasps> and what? I cracked up because he's the most, like, he's not at all. It just sounds so beautiful. That's yeah, funny. Like, I would take that as a compliment. I was going to say, I was, I was like, okay. That's funny. Well, so that funny. was the track Ricky was like, I didn't even have to touch Nick. Like, oh. yeah. I know, Nick just sounded flawless. Oh, stop it. Nick just sounded flawless. Name something new you learned in the last month. Oh. I can touch my toes now. Wow. Oh, interesting. I'm not really learning anything new. I okay. see my toes from a different angle. A new talent, yeah. I, I learned a beatbox sound called Inward Bass. So I didn't learn any like, new skills, just more beatbox sounds. What else is new? No, that's awesome. Would you like to demonstrate? I feel like it's going to hurt me, but okay. That's me after Chipotle. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that. Oh, I learned I spent way too much money on Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. All right, last question. Oh, and I'm, I'm very curious about this. What's the very first thing you ever auditioned for? Oh, oh. In seventh grade, I auditioned for Scarecrow and Wizard of Oz. I got so nervous, my voice cracked, and I peed my pants. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But then in high school, I got Tin Man, period. Hey, Full circle moment. Kind of. Led to something better, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> in fifth grade, uh, my school, we were doing a Christmas pageant, like Christmas thing. And I, I auditioned for a solo and it was a duet. It was this, this, the new girl in fifth grade. She came in and was like, I'm a singer, whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm also a singer, whatever. And we got, we both got the solo and we performed. I felt great. We all felt great. My family was there. It was awesome. The next week, all of us in class, we all watched the the video of the performance and her solo came up, and I was like, oh my gosh, Raquel, that was amazing, that was great. And then everyone was cheering, and then the chorus happened, and then the next verse happened, and it was my verse. And mm -hmm. I had never heard crickets until that day. But that day, <laughs> I, I heard crickets, and then the chorus happened again, and then she had a little desk camp part. I was like, oh, Raquel, she's back, yeah! Oh, man, oh, terrible experience. Oh, she knows oh, this story. that sounds horrible. I love her now, though. Oh, oh good, good. <laughs> Oh, man. And anyone else feel like sharing their first auditions? My first audition was in fifth grade for Honors Choir. And I, I got in, and because we were in Honors Choir, I got this solo in a song called Hot Chocolate. And the whole song, I just went like it. I just went, hot, 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 hot chocolate. And that was it. I had no singing part in it, so I'm not sure why that was my solo. Maybe that's not a compliment. But I'm going to continue to this day that it's a compliment. There it is. Yep. I go with that. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone else? Say mine was a band camp in fifth grade. I used to do play trumpet. So I used to do band and concert band and all that. So I never did choir or anything until really college. Great. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. That was a fun round of rapid fire questions. Man, you guys are hilarious is all I can say. I, I love to hearing all those answers. So we always like to end the show by giving our listeners something that they can walk away with, something that they can use to, you know, improve their lives, improve their musicianship, just or just to take something from life that they can just apply to whatever's going on with them. So we like to pose this question to our guests. If you could offer our listeners some advice, what would you say? It's interesting that you asked that because last week, or this past week, I just went live on Trills' Instagram and there was this really sweet kid who came on who was like, how do I get my music out there? How do I get my acapella group to like, you know, be heard by more people? And the only advice I could give him was just try. And I know that's so cliche, but at the same time, like as get your name out there and people can, 
the worst they can do is say, mm, no thanks, okay, mm. move on to the next. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not missing out on anything. If anything, they're gaining something from you. So just get your name out there whatever way you can. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, I was taking it almost a different way. So I was kind of taking it in today's world. Mm-hmm. So wear your mask, stay <laughs> safe, hold your loved ones close. And if you sing, girl, sing as often as you can, because that's the best joy in the world. I think what I can leave with people, just be okay with not being there yet, but don't make excuses if you can't get there. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. That's all I'll say on that. Mm. Ooh, girl. Mic drop. Wow. Wow, I needed that. (laughs) (laughs) My lord. I would say make sure you love what you do. Because for me, I've kind of been doing our media since 2017, but I feel like the past year, I've kind of been falling into like really enjoying it and like really loving what I'm doing. Like not really seeing it as a job as much as like a privilege and just seeing a lot of growth like personally from what I'm able to do through Trills. I think my advice would be to prioritize how much you can give rather than what you can get from other people. And I'm, I'm talking strictly for putting out music or media and social media and all that. I think the more love that you can put out, the more knowledge you can put out, the more of your gift that you can put out, it is just natural for things to just go well. Whether you become famous or whether you save somebody's life. When, it, when you think about it in our span of life, when we're 90 years old, I think the things that I'll truly remember is when we have fans saying, hey, I was in a hospital when I first heard you and like, you're the reason why I really made it out of there. Like, you're the reason why I was like happy every day. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I remember. It's not because we grew with crazy followings because we were just putting out ourselves and, and wanting to give. And I think that's a more fulfilling feeling when we can say, I gave all that I could, regardless of what I got back, I gave it all. And that's my advice. For everybody. Okay, this this is my advice. If I was listening to this, this is something I would just need someone to smack me in the face with and say it. So this is what I would want to hear. Stop comparing yourself to other people. The only person you should compare yourself to is the person you were yesterday. You should be bettering yourself every single day individually. If one person succeeds, that does not mean that you failed. That just gives you a wonderful example and goal to work towards. Oh, I love that. That was great. Snap. That's what I want to hear in the morning. And I am statements are incredible. Can you guys just like write a book with, you know, all this wisdom that you just just blessed us with? (laughs) You know, we might. (laughs) That that needs to be the next project. Yeah, that was that was such wonderful advice. And I think there was a little bit of elements that from each of you that people can apply to their lives. And we thank you guys so much for saying that. I think there was so much that we needed to hear from you guys. If our listeners wanted to learn more about the Trills, follow any projects you have coming up, just stay in touch with you, where would they go? They can catch us on Instagram at The Trills Music. We are on TikTok at The Trills. We also have a Discord community. You can DM us on any social media and we'll give you that link. We're also on YouTube at The Trills. And anything else? Patreon. Patreon, that's true. And we're on Facebook. And apparently trailer. (laughs) (laughs) You you heard it right here. They are on all the social medias. Go give them a follow. Uh, Go support them on Patreon. Go check out all their videos on YouTube. And man, you you won't be disappointed. That's all I can say. And on that note, I do want to make sure that you guys go give Talkapella a follow. We have a Twitter account at Talkapella, two Ps, two Ls. And be sure to check out our website to hear past episodes at Talkapella.org. You can always find me on Twitter at the Brian Alex Brian with an I. And I just want to thank the Trill so much for being tonight's guest. You guys 
are amazing. You are doing such incredible things. I love the authenticity from the group. I love I love the connections that you have one another. And I think the acapella and the, the music community at large just needs so much of what you're doing. And we can't thank you enough for coming and speaking with us tonight. Thank you for having thank you, us. Thank you. Of course, of course. And on that note, we want to also make sure that you go give Aquaville Radio a follow. They're the reason we have this wonderful platform to stream through. That's going to wrap up tonight's episode. For everything else, stay tuned.